0: Hey everyone it's George from Blockchain DXB and today is the 15th of June 2023 and look guys there is a lot of drama going on in the world of stable coins and I'm looking at the numbers via coin market cap and stablecoin accounts for 99.90% of the global cryptocurrency market volume so could it be possible that stable coins are turning out to be a safe haven not just for the fiat world but also for the cryptocurrency world as well and this is something guys which I absolutely absolutely do not like and one thing you need to understand guys when you talk about stable stablecoins stablecoin issuers such as Bitfinex to the USDT, Circle USDC, and Binance BUSD. They act the role of a bank and that's one of the reasons why SEC is aggressively going after stablecoin issuers. So definitely not an ideal volume or matrix to be looking at. Now in today's episode guys we're also going to be discussing a massive news and that is an unfortunate news regarding Apple and Apple is actually rejecting a bitcoin wallet that deals with lightning network and that is to do with zeros so we'll definitely go ahead and explain what the drama is and apart from that there is another web 3 tipping app that apple has completely rejected now to be honest guys if you look at it from a business point of view i kind of agree with apple but if you were to look at it from a cryptocurrency point of view you would definitely not like this news now that is an unfortunate news but we do have a really interesting news and this is all the way from argentina and it is more to do with the Bitcoin logo, and they have created the world's largest human Bitcoin logo. Now, really, I'm not sure what the use case of that logo is, but it definitely makes some really good publicity, particularly in a country where Bitcoin is definitely needed. So, we'll definitely go ahead and explore what that news is all about. And look, since the last 24 hours, the global cryptocurrency market is not looking good at all. As a matter of fact, it is at $1.1 trillion. And if this trend continues, I wouldn't be surprised if the global cryptocurrency market goes below the $1 trillion mark. I'm definitely not hoping that that thing would happen. But in the cryptocurrency world, guys, never say never. So quite a lot to cover in today's episode. And guys, like we do in every Crypto and Coffee day podcast, I'm going to be discussing two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. Now, the first one is to do with Ripple. And the news is that Ripple is targeting Middle East with cross-border payment solutions. And guys, Ripple has been an active player in the cryptocurrency world, particularly in the Middle East. And I very specifically remember going back to 2020, there were quite a lot of news and quite a lot of partnerships that Ripple were conducting in the Middle East region. So definitely interesting news. Now the second news, guys, is kind of like an update regarding UAE exchange houses. And what they have done is they have put out a statement that they are willing to start accepting cryptocurrencies once the regulations are out. But listen, guys why would you want to use a UAE exchange when Bitcoin by definition is peer-to-peer and this guys goes to the very basics of Bitcoin the definition of Bitcoin is it is a peer-to-peer electronic cash system so ideally, there should be no middle person so so far as exchange houses are concerned their role idly should be eliminated but still it is an update so i'll definitely go ahead and discuss what that news is all about so quite a lot to cover guys in today's episode so let's kick start with it right away Welcome to the Crypto Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE, and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee or Tape has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at eight. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at eight. and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape in crypto and coffee a date the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency blockchain and the metaverse we will also bring you updates on the latest news from dubai uae and wider middle east region this also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, crypto and coffee at eight aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry, and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kick start today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Shalup Group, a luxury retail and distributor, which is headquartered in Dubai, are getting into the NFT game. And here's the deal, guys. They are not just getting into the NFT and metaverse space. They are going to be shaping the NFT, metaverse and Web 3.0 space, which I believe is excellent not just for Dubai and UAE, but also for the global cryptocurrency community as well. And guys, Charlotte Group's Web3.0 sneak, sneaker brand called Soulmates, revealed their first NFT collection on the 12th of April. Now, what is really interesting is that it's called as Soulmates, so it's spelled as S for Sugar, O for Orange, L for Larry. Now, instead of E, they've replaced it with Web3, and it is the number 3, Mates.xyz. And guys, listen, Charlotte Group has over half a century's worth of experience in luxury goods and then getting into the NFT space is a massive deal. Now, if you're a sneakerhead, you definitely need to check out soulmeets.xyz. And once again, guys, the number is three instead of an E. It has all the information and in the show notes below, you'll get all the information. And listen, guys, if you want to be an early adopter, you can also pre-mint it at Y Z forward slash Soulmates. So definitely check it out and they have a Discord community as well. And guys, Nick, who is the Head of Corporate Innovation at Charlotte Group and also the co-founder of Soulmates, has a WhatsApp group Very constantly provides updates in the area of NFTs, Metaverse and Web 3.0. So guys, check out Soulmates.xyz and be part of the Soulmates OG NFT that is definitely going to shape the industry next. Startup OI is global one-tech platform for tech. It offers global high-paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the App Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something well but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Base Podcast. So check out The Race Base Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Base Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from sandstorm to spartan race, From Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge and also the Government Gov Games and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Coast Race podcast. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have doubled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet, and this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France, and Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. And today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since so you're taking care of that, let's look at the global cryptocurrency market. Now unfortunately guys, the global cryptocurrency market is at $1.01 trillion and looks like the market sentiment is not looking good since the last 24 hours. It is down by 4.12%. And guys, there is this website called as Alternative Me, and what it does is, it looks at the global index, it looks at various factors and it gives out a number and that number determines what the crypto fear and greed index is. And unfortunately guys, the number is 41 which states is extremely fear. Now if you do want to find out more information about it, what i definitely recommend you to do is follow the link below so you'll get an understanding of what are the factors or what are the elements that they are looking at in order to determine if the market is in fear, if the market is in greed or if the market is in extreme fear as well. So definitely, definitely interesting matrix to look at, probably on a daily basis. And the of fear sentiment is definitely shown in the numbers as well because if you look at the total cryptocurrency market volume over the last 24 hours it is only at 40.62 billion dollars and since the last 24 hours it is up by 34.88 percent unfortunately this just means that a lot of people are actually selling the coins so if the global cryptocurrency market volume increases and if the prices are going down it just means one thing that people are going ahead and selling the cryptocurrencies now the volume in defi is ridiculously bad as well now as of today it is down to 2.94 billion dollars and the total value log guys is down to 41 0.02 billion dollars, And on 3rd of Jan 2022, guys, the total value locked was $242 billion. And fast forward to 15th of June, over $200 billion has been wiped off. So far as the total value locked is concerned, Nalido is still dominating with 29.50%. And so far as its total value locked is concerned, it is at $12.72 billion. Now in today's episode, guys, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to give out all information Regarding MakerDAO. Now, listen, guys, if you're onto DeFi, you definitely need to know what MakerDAO is because MakerDAO is actually the protocol that did actually give a head start to DeFi. And you could argue that Bitcoin is also DeFi, but when you talk about, let's say, DeFi, DeFi, MakerDAO definitely holds the king. And, guys, before Lido's dominance because of the staking rewards, MakerDAO has always been the dominant player in DeFi, but ever since Lido has kicked in, Lido's dominance has been ridiculously strong, so I'll go ahead and explain what MakerDAO is, it its history, its founding members, how does it work, and quite a lot of other. Now going back to DeFi guys, the volume of DeFi accounts are only 7.24% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now let me very quickly run through the 24-hour volume of DeFi protocols, because Uniswap is number one, and its 24-hour trading volume is $998.84 million, followed by Pancake SOP as $289.8 million, Core Finance is at number 3rd at $250.55 million and number four today guys is Balancer and I do believe Balancer yesterday was at number 5th but as of today it is at number 4th and the 24 hour trading volume is $91.54 million followed by Trader Joe at $49.09 million. Now guys the scariest matrix for today and probably for 2023 is the volume of stable coins. Now listen guys I'm looking at this information via coin market cap. And what coin market Cap is stating is that the volume of stablecoins is 99.60% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume. This to be honest guys is absolutely scary. Now mind you guys this isn't the first time stablecoins is accounting for 99%. There have been many such scenarios where stablecoins has been accounting for 99% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume. But what is really worrisome this time is the volume is ridiculously low at 40.08 billion dollars so check this out guys the total cryptocurrency market volume over the last 24 hours is 40.62 billion dollars and out of that stablecoin accounts for 40.08 billion dollars definitely definitely not ideal and we will definitely go ahead and explain what is going on cause Tether USDT is still leading the pack with 28.81 billion dollars followed by Circle USDC at 5.90 billion dollars and Binance USD at 3.53 billion dollars And guys, if you were to compare it with the market cap, Tether USDT's market cap is surprisingly still increasing. I just don't get the understanding why. Because as of now, its market cap is $83.55 billion, whereas Circle USDC's market cap has relatively gone down to $28.09 billion. And Binance BUSD's market cap, guys, is at $4.50 billion. So the number so far stable coins is concerned is looking extremely, extremely scary, guys. And another thing guys, which is really scary and ridiculous, if you actually go to CoinMarketCap and look at which protocol is doing ridiculously worse since the last 24 hours, it is none other than EOS. And guys, listen, at one point of time, EOS was known to be an Ethereum killer. And I know a lot of software developers used to actually compare Dan Larimer as Steve Jobs and some of them even said that Dan Larimer might be the smartest developer in the entire cryptocurrency ecosystem. And if I were to ask anyone who Dan Larimer is now or what EOS protocol is, I'm pretty much sure a lot of them do not even know about this protocol. The listen guys, EOS during the 2017 era did actually raise $4 billion. Imagine raising $4 billion and the project is completely gone to waste. And one quote which I've mentioned several times in my Krypton Coffee Date podcast is Fluffy Pony, the lead maintainer of Monero's, often called out Dan Larimer and when EOS was having so much of hype, he did actually say that EOS is Dan Larimer's fourth scam. Now, since the last 24 hours, guys, it is down by 6.72%. But since the last seven days, it is down by 28.88%. And look, guys, some of the Bitcoin maximalists also did at one point of time agree and believe that EOS might be the next big thing. Unfortunately, the project is completely gone to waste. Now, surprisingly, guys, since the last 24 hours, Trust Wallet, which is owned by Binance, is has been doing ridiculously good and it is actually up by 5.59%, so check this out guys, could it be possible that CZ and the investors of Binance are actually shifting their personal funds or maybe even Binance's funds onto Trust Wallet, do you think that's a possibility? I wouldn't be surprised if that is a possibility, it is definitely not illegal, definitely very ethical as well and could that be the reason why the token for Trust Wallet has gone up, especially when other cryptocurrencies are going down, I definitely do think so. Now guys, let's look at the market cap, 24 hour trading volume and dominance between bitcoin and ethereum now unfortunately guys bitcoin's market cap has gone well below the half a trillion dollar mark and it is at 481 billion dollars since the last 24 hours the trading volume has actually gone up at 16.8 billion dollars which just means guys people are actually selling their bitcoin and looks like the trust in bitcoin is definitely slightly eroding and mind you guys these numbers are not that bad the only number that I think is ridiculously bad right now is the percentage of stablecoins in comparison to the total crypto market volume. Now if you look at market cap of ethereum, it has gone well below the 200 billion dollar mark and it is currently at 196 billion dollars. The 24 hour trading volume of ethereum has also gone up which just means people are actually selling their ethereum and it is at 9.42 billion dollars. The dominance surprisingly gas for bitcoin and ethereum is relatively the same. Bitcoin's dominance is 47.50% and Ethereum's dominance is 19.30%. Now, next guys, what I'm going to be looking at is decentralized apps that are currently working on Binance. Now, mind you guys, yesterday's episode, we looked at decentralized apps that were working on Ethereum and some of them might be overlapping because some protocols work on different blockchains as well. Now, so far as Binance is concerned, and if you look at the top decentralized app, it is called as Hooked. And if you actually were to look at the number of unique active wallets interacting with decentralized app smart contract for Hook, it is number one and it has a record of roughly around 87,000. But if you actually were to look at the value of assets in decentralized app smart contract for Hook, it is ridiculously less at only $398. So I really am not sure what the protocol is. So it looks like, guys, this particular protocol called Hook is just working on social media. So let's say, is someone is logging in and logging out? That might be the reason why it is showing that people are interacting with the smart contracts, but they're actually not making any purchases. So the number one decentralized app working on Binance BNB chain is hooked. The number of people actually interacting with the smart contracts is 86,000, roughly around 87,000. But if you look at it in dollar amount, it is only at 398 dollars. Now listen to this very carefully, guys. The number second is PancakeSwap version 3 and because it is an exchange the value of assets and decentralized app smart contracts has got to be high and it is currently at $212 million. This makes perfect sense but if you look at the number of people interacting that is ridiculously less and much lesser than hoped at 72,000 but the number seems fair enough and the number third guys is PancakeSwap version 2 which works on Binance BNB chain as well as on Ethereum but if you look at the value of assets in its decentralized app smart contracts, it is less than half of Pancakeswap version three, and it is at 89.18 million dollars. But they still have quite a lot of people actually using it. So if you look at the number of unique active wallets interacting with decentralized app smart contract on Pancakeswap version two, it is at 64, I would say 65,000 users. This is definitely good matrix. So listen, guys, you definitely need to check out Hope. I'm not saying that the project is bad, it could be possible that it's just interacting or tracking the number of people let's say logging in, moving in from one place to another or just logging out and that's one of the reasons why the interaction is high but the volume is ridiculously low. Now guys in today's episode let me quickly explain what MakerDAO is and MakerDAO guys is kind of like the OG so far as DeFi is concerned and the browser of Make a Token or MKR is $640 and if you were to look at the ranking it is currently ranked at number 58. And Lucas, if you're someone who's just recently got into DeFi world, what I'd really recommend you to do is, the founder, that is Rune Christensen, has an excellent episode with Laura Shen from Unchained. And I do believe that this episode was released somewhere between 2018 and 19. I would really recommend you to listen to that and then compare it to what Make is now. So you'll get an understanding of the different changes that has happened in Make it protocol. So let me very briefly explain what Make is. Now, if you do want to find out more information guys regarding MakerDAO, the website is MakerDAO.com. So, let me try to very briefly explain what MakerDAO is. Now, MakerDAO or MKR is the governance token of the MakerDAO and Maker Protocol. And it is a decentralized organization and a software platform. And both are based on Ethereum blockchain that actually allows users to issue and manage the DAI stablecoin. Now, this idea guys was actually conceived in 2015 and fully launched in December 2017. And MakerDAO guys is a project whose task is to operate DAI, which is essentially a community-managed decent large cryptocurrency with a stable value back to the US dollar. And this token guys, called as MKR token, act as a kind of voting share for the organizations that actually manages DAI. But one thing to remember guys is that they do not pay dividends to the holders, but they do give holders a voting rights over development of MakerDAO protocol and are expected to appreciate in the value in accordance with the success of DAI itself. And the MakerDAO ecosystem, guys, is if not one of the earliest projects on the decentralized finance scene. And in 2017 and 18, guys, there were so many episodes and so many podcasts. There were so many sessions trying to explain what MakerDAO is. So a lot of the DeFi protocols, guys, have actually learned quite a lot from MakerDAO. And they have taken quite a lot of things from MakerDAO itself. Now, so far as the founder is concerned, guys, it was created in 2015 by Rune Christensen, who is an entrepreneur from Seedland in Denmark. And Christian guys graduated from Copenhagen University with a degree in biochemistry and studied international business at Copenhagen Business School. And prior to MakeDao, he actually co-founded and managed Tri-China International Recruiting Company. So let me very briefly explain how MakeDao actually works. And in October 2020 guys, Dai was one of the most popular stable cryptocurrencies whose price were actually pegged to the US dollar or, or other traditional currencies. It was the 25th largest Krebigazi with over $800 million in market capitalization. And it had more active addresses at USDT at that point of time. And at that point of time, guys, it was the largest stablecoin on the market. Right now, it's all about Tether USDT. Now, what makes MKR unique was that its unique proposition does actually lie in the fact that it allows its holders to directly participate in the process of governing DAI. And every holder of Maker tokens has the right to vote on a number of changes to the maker protocol, with the voting power depending on the size of the MKR stake and some of the aspects of the protocol that the holders can actually vote are adding new collateral asset types to the protocol, allowing users to submit new cryptocurrencies to mint more DAI, amend risk parameters of existing collateral asset types, change the DAI savings rate, holders of DAI tokens can also earn savings by locking them up in a special contract and the savings rate impacts the profitability of the contract. And you can also choose the oracles and entities whose goal is to supply trustworthy off-blockchain data to MAKER ecosystem and finally, guys, You can also have a say in upgrading to the platform as well. And I very specifically remember guys, in the last quarter of 2022, the owners of MAKER tokens did actually make a decision to go and have a tie-up or merger with a centralized bank. And later on, they decided that they don't want to participate with a centralized bank. So this is guys the power of having your tokens and this ability to participate in the management of one of the largest stable coins in the market is what did actually drive the demand for MKR tokens in the past and hopefully in the near future as well. Now if you do want to find out more information guys on how does it actually work, what I'd really recommend you to do is listen to the episode by Laura Shin and you can also go to the website makeidow.com. Now guys let's discuss the king of all kings that is Bitcoin because since the last 24 hours guys. The price of Bitcoin is not doing good at all. It is currently at $24,871. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 4.71%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 6.13%. Ethereum is at $1,632. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 6.52%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 11.59%. And guys, Binance BNB Coin is at $233. Since the last 24 hours it is down by 6.08%, since the last 7 days it is down by 10.98% and guys to be honest if you look at the global cryptocurrency market, it is looking like a bloodbath. But listen guys, this is what I think, because of the US debt ceiling being increased, once the funds are out into the market, I very strongly feel that the global cryptocurrency market will definitely be getting a breather and I do feel this thing might happen probably in 2 weeks or less. But all price predictions guys are 100% right 50% of the time and unfortunately since the last 24 hours stable coins has taken the world by storm and what is really shocking is that stablecoin is accounting for 99.99% of the global cryptocurrency market volume and coindesk did actually report that million dollars worth of tether usdt stable coins appear to be selling off on popular unisop and co pools earlier this morning which did actually spark early signs of concern among traders and because of that guys, people started to sell more. So what happened earlier today guys, USDT balances on Curve's popular 3 pool, which is a stablecoin swapping pool made up of USDT, USDC and DAI did actually rise up to 72%. This is definitely not ideal because it was suggesting traders had exchanged tens of millions of USDT in favor of stablecoin USD coin, that is USDC and DAI. And DAI which is make out. So definitely, definitely not ideal. So looks like guys. Since the last 24 hours, the market is dominated by stablecoin news and look guys, if I'm a central bank, I would definitely, definitely be taking this as an opportunity to go ahead and advertise central bank digital currencies. Because look guys, when you talk about central bank digital currencies and if you were to compare it, let's say with the USDT, Circle USDC or even Binance BUSD, they are pretty much the same. So the big question is, do you trust multimillionaires, billionaires or do you trust a financial giant i would prefer that i would trust a financial banking institution or the central government purely on the fact that if something were to happen i know that there is a backing now i do understand that there is this thought process that we should be hating the banking industry but when you talk about stable coins ideally you should be hating the stablecoin issuers as well because one thing you truly need to understand guys stablecoin issuers are playing the role of a bank and they definitely do not follow the ethos of open blockchain. So that's one of the reasons guys, what Gary Gensler is saying regarding stable coins I definitely agree to. And guys listen, if you were to read the Bitcoin white paper, the very second line of Bitcoin white paper states the main benefits are lost if a central mediary or entity is required to prevent double spending and so far stablecoin issuers are concerned, your transactions can one hundred percent be stopped if needed and that is the role that Bitfinex can do. Circle USDC can do and even Binance B can do. So the next few days, guys, is gonna be really interesting to see, and I'm really hoping that the volume of stable coins does actually go down. Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding Apple. And the news is that Apple has rejected the latest version of non-custodial lightning network enabled Bitcoin wallet called as Zeus, and Zeus's founder guys called even Claudus. Did actually mention this a tweet. But one thing to note, guys, is that many legal experts do actually state that non-custodial wallets like Zeus that don't actually take the custody of funds or private keys should not be classified as money transmitters and that's one of the reasons why Apple did actually reject the latest version. Now unfortunately that is not the only negative news surrounding Apple because what happened earlier is that there were talks about Apple are on the verge of removing Damis from the App Store on the grounds that Zaps within the app of Damis. Do not go through in-purchase mechanism. And Apple actually claims that Damus violates its guidelines by allowing users to send tips, also called as zaps, associated with receiving content from digital content creators through a mechanism other than in-app's purchases. Now listen guys, I kind of agree to Apple because if you look at it, Apple is a centralized entity. They can do whatever they want. If they want to decide to deal with them, they can definitely deal with them. Now I do understand that if you're listening to this episode, you might say... You're saying something which goes against the very ethos of Web3 protocols. But listen guys, imagine if you have your own business and if you are making money and if you're making let's say 2 or 3% by offering services and if there is a Web3 protocol that is kind of working on your own business, would you allow it? I don't think so, you would allow it. So from a business point of view, it does make perfect sense for Apple to do what it is doing. And in an official communication from Apple's app review, Damas received notification that an update compliant with the App Store review guidelines must be submitted within 14 days to ensure the app's availability. And failure to comply within the given time frame will result in the app being removed from sale. Additionally, cars, if Damis is found to be out of compliance and rejected, even after the 14-day trial period, it will remain unavailable until a compliant update is submitted, approved, and released. And this, guys, unfortunately, is the power of having a strong, centralized company such as Apple. Now guys let's talk about some positive news and it is more of a moment as opposed to talking about the price let's see, of Bitcoin and this is to do with Bitcoin logo and over 500 people gathered in Argentina's Polo field to create the largest human Bitcoin logo in the world in celebration of the 10th anniversary of NGO Bitcoin Argentina and the event guys aimed to showcase the technology's ability to mobilize people in defense of monetary freedom privacy and other values of cryptocurrency ecosystem, but we do want to read through the official link. It is by none other than Bitcoin magazine. And guys, listen, the Bitcoin logo with the alphabet B was sitting at a massive 40 meters, and it became the world's largest Bitcoin symbol. And Janino Valon, the director of Bitcoin Argentina, expressed hopes that this would be the first of many attempts to break the record. Now listen guys, I'm pretty much sure if Dubai were to find out about this, Dubai might just do it maybe 80 meters, And to make it extra special, what Dubai can also do is have people with different nationalities and maybe even break a record for most number of people with different nationalities creating a Bitcoin human logo. So definitely, definitely interesting news. Now, guys, let's discuss two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. Now, the first news is that Ripple is actually targeting Middle East with cross-border payment solutions. So let me try to give out bits and pieces of information. As we know, guys, Ripple is a US-based cryptocurrency and is targeting the Middle East to improve the global cross-border payment markets which is estimated at $156 trillion and Ripple cars aims to empower customers in the Middle East by introducing technological solutions that enhance the international transaction experience and the company plans to offer faster, more secure and cost-effective payment options enabling businesses and individuals in the region to participate more efficiently in the global economy and Ripple cars recently opened an office in DIFC and they're also going to hold its annual customer conference called the Swell Global 2023 in Dubai. And I believe the date is guys between the 8th and 9th in November. And Ripple guys has formed partnership with major regional banks and financial services, including the National Bank of Agera, the Saudi British Bank, and the Kuwait Finance House. And through these partnership guys, these institutions can utilize Ripple's advanced technology to provide secure cost-effective international payments options to the customers. But the big question is... Why not use Bitcoin instead? Bitcoin using Lightning Network can solve all the problems even that Ripple is giving. But nonetheless, because Ripple's success in the Middle East is expected to have a significant impact on the entire industry, and adoption of Ripple's technology by more financial institutions is likely to make traditional payment methods completely completely obsolete. Now, I wouldn't be surprised, let's say in two decades' time or so, these remittances will definitely be replaced either by, let's see, Ripple. But what I'm really hoping for is second layer solutions. Let's say like Lightning Network or Polygon Matic should definitely go mainstream. Now, Ripple's focus on Middle East allows with region's growing importance in global trade and finance, and the company's solutions cars aims to address the challenges and inefficiencies associated with the traditional cross-border payment systems, and Ripple's technology utilizes cryptocurrencies, blockchain, and distributed ledger technology to facilitate faster and more secure transactions, and cars a Middle East strategic partnership location makes it an attractive market for cross-border payments and international trade. And, List and Ripple's partnership with major banks and financial institutions provides it with a strong foundation for expansion in the region. Nkaz, a company's presence in Dubai, a key financial hub in the Middle East, further strengthens its position in the market and Ripple's entry into the Middle East is part of a broader global expansion strategy and the company's solutions have the potential to revolutionize the cross-border payment industry by offering enhanced efficiency and cost-effectiveness and to be honest, Cars, Ripple's advancements in the Middle East will likely pave the way for similar developments and adoptions in other regions worldwide as well. Now enough of Ripple News guys, because to be honest, Ripple does not follow the ethos of open blockchain as well. And to be honest, when you talk about Ripple, you do not need XRP and the software or centralized blockchain protocol. And the software called as Ripple can work without a cryptocurrency as well. Now, guys, let's discuss the second use. And to be honest, guys, I have mixed reaction to this. And the news is that UE exchange houses are planning to start cryptocurrencies once the regulations are out. And my big question is, guys, why would you want to use UAE exchange houses when transactions can be done or rather should be done peer-to-peer? But nonetheless, let me go ahead and explain what the news is all about. So, money exchange companies in the UAE are planning to accept cryptocurrencies once regulations are released by the UAE Central Bank. And Adib Ahmad, the vice chairman of Foreign Exchange and Remittance Group, also called us folk expects the central bank to introduce regulations on digital currencies later this year, or maybe even next year. And so far as Fogg is concerned, that his foreign exchange remittance group comprises companies engaged in money exchange and remittances, and they are in constant communication with the central bank regarding cryptocurrency acceptance. And the central bank guys understands the use of cryptocurrencies, including central bank digital currencies or CBDCs, and recognizes the importance in the payment ecosystem. And Ahmad, who is the managing director of Lulu Financial Holdings, believes that cryptocurrencies need to be integrated into the payment ecosystem. And Lulu Financial Holdings operates Lulu Exchange, and they are ready to start accepting cryptocurrencies once the regulations are in place. And guys, I very specifically remember going back to 2020 or 2021, Ripple did actually have a partnership with Lulu Exchange as well. But so going back to the news regarding foreign exchange and remittance group, in March, the Central Bank of UAE partnered with G42 Cloud. And now free to develop infrastructure for the implementation of the Central Bank UAE's Central Bank Digital Currency project. Now CBDC cars is claiming to be a secure, cost-effective, and efficient form of digital money issued and guaranteed by the central bank, addressing pain points in domestic and cross-border payments. But guys, listen, Bitcoin does all of these things, and it does it so much better without all the hassles and unnecessary chaos of the implementation of CBDC aims to facilitate the transition towards a cashless society and Adib ahmad emphasizes the exchange houses need to go beyond traditional models of doing business in the era of digitization listen guys they definitely need to have classes on bitcoin but unfortunately guys if they start accepting bitcoin and cryptocurrencies we do not require these clearing houses so that's one of the reasons why they're focusing more on central bank digital currency and this again guys goes back to why bitcoin was created Bitcoin was created so that transactions happen completely peer-to-peer. Now let's go back to the news. It is crucial for exchange houses to find partners that simplify the customer journey in the fast-paced digital world. And Foreign Exchange and Remittance Group guys organized a TechnoMe 2023 event in Dubai where Ahmad made these comments. And the event provided a platform for discussion and base on the latest technological advancements in the money exchange and remittance industry and Foreign Exchange and Remittance Group acknowledges the growing importance of digitization in the financial sector and accepting cryptocurrencies will enable exchange houses to adapt to the changing demands and preference of customers and cryptocurrency acceptance cards will announce the ease and convenience of transactions for customers and so critical to understand cryptocurrency acceptance will announce the ease and convenience of transaction for customers the adoption of cryptocurrency cards will align with the global trend of embracing digital assets as part of the mainstream financial system and the anticipated regulations from central bank would provide a clear framework for exchange houses to integrate cryptocurrencies into the operations. But once again, guys, going back to the basics, you truly need to understand: Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer electronic cash system, which means the transactions are done between the buyer and the sender. Absolutely, no middle party is involved. But all the KYC and AML gets thrown out of the window and that's one of the reasons why they're trying to get regulatory clarity. So that's all for the day guys and the Crypto Coffee at 8 from Blockchain DXP. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to blockchaindxp.com. check out my website www.blockchindxb.com and also check out my website area271.com that talks everything about Metaverse. and if you like listening to this podcast please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across and for the next few minutes it's going to be last minute series the listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, pure blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse and let's kick with the Ask Man Anything series. Everyone is George and Blockchain DXB listening to the Ask Man Anything series. The you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, Your blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse, I have a question by Nick who asks, do you think there will be a crackdown on Tether USDT by SEC? I'm pretty much sure, Nick, that this is a question which I did answer in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, maybe this week or last week, but the answer to that is yes, most likely the SEC might go after Tether USDT, but I really am hoping that they do not go after them this year, because if they do go after Tether USDT or Bitfinex, it'll be an absolutely, absolutely chaotic situation. And one thing which I've been saying ever since Tether USDT was launched, the biggest black zone event for the cryptocurrency world might just be Tether USDT. But what is really bizarre, Nick, is if you look at the market cap of Tether USDT, it has gone up to roughly around $83 billion. And earlier this year, they made record-breaking profit, which does not make any sense because the volume this year has been the lowest for Tether USDT. And knowing the notorious history of Bitfinex, I wouldn't be surprised if SSC is definitely going to go after tether usdt and i went on tech one of my favorite youtubers did actually mention i believe roughly around three or four months ago that one of the plans of sec is to start going after companies that are not in us and tether usdt is actually registered i believe in british virgin Islands. now it is possible that sec can still go after them and unfortunately nick when that thing happens i do think it's going to be absolutely chaotic and i've said this thing several times Tether USDT going belly up will be absolutely catastrophic. The impact might just be maybe 10 or maybe 20 times worse than Terra Luna's collapse and maybe even FTX's collapse. So I'm really hoping it definitely does not happen this year. Maybe not in 2025 or so, maybe 2026 after the halving when Bitcoin reaches a new all time high, when the prices go down. That's the time I really am hoping that SEC does actually go after them. But to answer your question, Nick, I do have this feeling that SEC might or rather well go after Tether USDT. So that's all for today guys on the Ask things series in blockchain DXP. In case if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a five star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8 AM to 830 AM we have Crypton Coffee Date, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse, and how the series of episodes in the Crypton Coffee Date works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the past of cryptocurrencies. Some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. Use that as an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle least in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And this, guys, is followed by the Ask Me Anything series that you're listening to right now, where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one bye bye